Sound the sound check, needs baby. to be sound checked. Check. Sound check. That's where it's at. Sound check. I can't hear you. Sound check, <laughs> baby. Sound check. Sound check, baby. Sound check. Check the sound, baby. Sound check. That's where it's at. <laughs> but it wasn't a sound. It was a sound check. <laughs> All right, I'm not doing another B52 song. <laughs> Sorry. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but we both know I can't do nothing at all you say there's no use in walking out and all right you gonna make sure you press record this time are you going to make sure that you're fucking coherent this time? I am. <laughs> I, uh, no, yeah. We, no, we had some technical difficulties of a, of a sort last week, but we are back in the saddle this week. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wish I could tell you I'm excited, but we have the same amount of content to talk about this week as we would have had last week. Pretty much. Like, you didn't really miss anything by missing no, us last week. So, unfortunately. No. I mean, a few things. Some this stuff happened. Team, so, we, yeah. got, we got a little more... A little, a little more content, but not, uh, hashtag content. not really. The good so. news for, for us personally and for our souls, and then for our listenership too, is that um, this is kind of the last of what I guess I'll consider our off-season throwaway barrel scraping episodes. Yeah, um, right. Next week, we're going to get into uh, conference previews, give you an Eastern conference preview, give you a Western conference preview. You're going to get two podcast drops in one week, so that's going to be exciting. And then the following week is the week leading up to the kickoff to the season proper. We're going to be able to talk about results from preseason games. We're going to be able to talk about a full season preview for the Loons specifically. So we've got good stuff coming, and this week isn't it. We got some hashtag content coming up. but uh, Just not tonight. Yeah, just not tonight. Um, (laughs) Next week, actually, if you want to come uh, and uh, maybe even participate in the podcast, we're going to be recording directly after the uh, first – or the last – or no, sorry, the middle – Carolina Challenge yes. Cup matches. Uh, we're going to be at New Bohemia in Uptown. Uh, Dark Lads are hosting a watch party for that. Uh, we will be there. Mm-hmm. We're going to be recording. We may even record some shit during the match, maybe. Why not? But if you want to come and participate, like, put that in your calendar next uh, next Wednesday. We'll be there. Meet yeah, your the heroes. 21st. Yeah, meet your heroes. They say never meet your heroes. Yeah. That's I mean, probably accurate here. Listen, like, the only reason uh, that this podcast actually is a thing is because we ran into each other in a beer line, and I was like, hey, I know you from you Twitter. That social media guy, yeah. And, was, <laughs> and then you're yeah, like, hey, you know, I know you from Twitter. That was where I met Notch, too. Did yeah. You know that? Like, the th- I met you and Notch at the same moment buying you fuckers a beer randomly. Yeah. And it was. And uh, now look at us. N- look at us now. Fucking owning the podcast look at us market now. around here. All right. Uh, we should jump into some shit, so, right? Yeah, let's we got do some the news. good stuff. So, um, news. first news this is a, a little bit older news, but they made it official here in the last week. Uh, Minnesota United uh, is going to air this coming season on Fox Sports North. Uh, I think this is a really big deal. If you're local here in the Twin Cities, you may have a harder time getting the games if you are not a uh, like a cable, cable subscriber 
or you subscribe to Sling, which you know they're with the package that has or like it. the YouTube TV actually has. I mean, there's there's lots of different there's ways, ways to get, get it. Yeah. yeah, that's that you wouldn't have access to right. like three years ago, honestly. But if you're um, not a cheapskate within the Twin Cities, this is a good deal. Oh, it's it's amazing because it actually it will actually get the team out to like if you were in Rochester, you couldn't watch games. Right. Uh, you get blacked out from you get blacked out from games. So you couldn't watch the games, <laughs> which is fucking stupid or Duluth or, or you know. So right. it's great. It's awesome. Um, part of this deal also is that they're going to be simulcast on Fox Sports Wisconsin. So Fox Sports awesome. Wisconsin will also be showing the games. Mm-hmm. So our friends in Milwaukee um, and Madison, um, which for whatever reason, the fucking Chicago Fire have not even tried to yeah, t- like corner that market. So like it's like, fuck it. Yeah, Minnesota will take that market. Like we'll take sure. Wisconsin. We'll take we'll take Milwaukee. We'll take Madison. Like yep. um, and we have a bunch of uh, a bunch of. Uh, Milwaukee loons and and those dudes and there's some uh, Madison uh, dark clouds who are super awesome. I've met I've met a bunch of those people either like here right. up up here watching games or in Madison. I've gone to watch parties mm-hmm. for Minnesota United games in Madison. No, um, and so I probably I'm sure at some point this year I'll be in Madison during a game and I'll hang out with those guys again. So there's a super awesome uh, super awesome folks. Which is it's but it's really good. It's a really good deal uh, that we're gonna be. Um, you know that the it's regional basically it's the the uh, the entire upper Midwest gets Fox Sports that, North. That all ties in with, with for me. I'm seeing that our um, it was a couple of Thursdays ago that our uh, uh, what do I want to call it marketing campaign really kicked off as a team, and um, it was clear from the moment it launched that the entire concept of their marketing work this e- this year has been around regionalism. Yes. The very first day was about all these different cities throughout the state. And the pictures and the scarves, you know, from from those, uh, we can see it uh, in in this deal with FSN. It's clear that they're trying harder to make this about Minnesota and not about the Twin Cities. I think that's mm-hmm. the right move. Uh, it's obviously a huge market. There's more merch to sell. There's more TV rights to be gained there. Um, so I think they're doing it right. I don't know if this is a Chris Wright thing. I don't know if it's just last year the quote unquote short run up to the season. I have no idea, but yeah. they're doing it right this year. I feel like I feel like from my I've heard from some people that I trust that this was in the works last year and they just they just couldn't get the, the they Didn't couldn't pull the trigger before the season started so sure. they they went back to uh to uh 29 mm-hmm. which was great you know it, it made it you over the air which is awesome but right. you can't you know you can't do over the air stuff in rochester or duluth or yep. winona or you know fucking fargo moorhead area mm-hmm. like this yep. is this is a, a really awesome and they're only so the games will be mostly broadcast on Fox Sports North. Obviously, Fox Sports North has the Timberwolves, the Wild, and the Twins as um, uh, their uh, sports partners. Um, so there will be about 13 of the of the 34 games will be on FSN Plus. Sure. Which, if you have the cable package, you have FSN Plus. I'm not exactly sure how that works if you have Sling or the YouTube or I know the, on the Sling, other. I, I have uh, both Fox Sports North uh, as well as several channels of Fox Sports okay. Plus. Okay, so, so then if you have Sling, you probably are good. I'm not exactly sure how it works for other for the other ones. Um, there's one, there's literally one game that's on, the. it's the Red Bulls game on the uh, March 24th that's on Fox Sports Go, which I'm, again, I think Fuck that might yeah. just be on the on the app. So, I mean, good luck Alas. for that one. Yeah. Maybe, but this is, this is a very, very good development for Minnesota uh, United and, like, getting their, their brand uh, out throughout the state because yep. especially you know this is a, a soft opening round two 
It feels so. that way when we look at the signings. But you know what? If if they don't do any meaningful additions to the team, we'll talk about the rage behind that. Um, at least it seems like the front office is making some of the right moves yeah. from a how do we manage this team, how do we sell yeah. this team. That's at least encouraging for the future. Again, I, I'm a guy who likes to look for silver linings. Yeah. I think that's one, even if the team one, sucks one of the me. One of the great things about it is that um, – they're bringing back Callum Williams, Kendra St. Aubin, and Jamie Watson for yep. the play-by-play. Uh, -play. They're doing. They're, they'll be at all the games, which is not every MLS team sends their announcers to the games. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do like a telecast or whatever. Right. Um, no word yet on uh, uh, good friend um, Chris. Chris, Chris uh, yeah, whether he will be doing the pregame, postgame show. But part of the announcement of when I saw it was uh, that there was going to be a 30-minute pregame show uh, before every match. So Good. hopefully um, Chris will be there and doing mm -hmm. his stuff, and hopefully we can get him back relatively soon to talk about that. So he, not, was, a, not he was a great finding, guest. Yeah, absolutely. He was a great guest. He's always been a longtime supporter of Minnesota yes. soccer. Oh, not for finding years. a seat to put his ass in is a mistake. Yeah. So, so hopefully. So, yeah, so that's that's FSN. So talking about watching soccer now. Yeah. Um, Last year, we tried to talk about this last week, and I think we called it 15 different things. I believe it is the Carolina Challenge Cup. Yes, that is the correct. preseason tournament. It is coming right up. And talking about TV, it's actually going to be on BN. Yeah, which I fucking do not have at all. Weirdly enough, yeah. Um, it's cool. You that don't have it on Sling, but, but if you have Fubo TV, you get BN. Okay. Um, either way, so if you have BN, great. You can watch it at home. If you don't have BN, you can come to uh, the Dark Clouds are hosting watch parties for. Uh, the all the all three of the Carolina Challenge Cup games at um, New Bohemian Uptown, I believe. Uh, Teeny is hosting, uh, and Town Hall is is their Town Hall will be actually showing the games as well. So you can go to either Town Hall Brewery and on the West Bank, um, or you can come to Uptown uh, to New Bohemia again. As I mentioned at the top of the podcast, that we will be at New Bohemia uh, next Wednesday, and we will be doing a podcast right after the game. I don't Maybe. go out for a lot of watch parties. You, so. you know, you, Martin doesn't. You want to fucking that see is me. A, this is a is chance. A, we did a – so I feel like this is like right around our, our one-year anniversary, by yeah, the way. it is, yeah. Because we did a – I remember doing – Our very second podcast was after a preseason At Town Hall. At Town Hall, yeah. Yeah, we were both pretty hammered. Back to our – oh, God, <laughs> yeah. We used to – not everybody knows – well, many people know this probably. When this podcast began – we used to get drunk on everyone. We used to we used to open it up with shots. Yeah, every oh single God, episode. Yeah, that, that became you, unsustainable you that, about ten. Yeah, you put that in. in the script for it. Uh, yeah, it was literally in the agenda yeah, like shots, each time. Shots, shots, and, shots, uh, shots. That yeah. for me became unsustainable quickly. But we used yeah. to get we used to get drunk every time. Yeah, now we've we've tried to clean it up a little We're, bit. Over yeah, time. generally. Try to say relatively sober. <laughs> it doesn't always work. Relatively but, sober. But who knows what that pot is going to be like because we'll have uh, two hours of drinking and yelling behind us. Yeah. Yeah. So come. So, so that'd be fun. Um, yeah. So Minnesota's playing Columbus. <laughs> you can try to remember. Atlanta. Atlanta and Charleston. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, all three of those teams uh, for the Carolina Challenge Cup. So Any this chance to play Atlanta is a is a great chance. To yeah, get I don't I don't yeah. necessarily know about that. So um so yeah that's a that's a thing. Right. Hopefully we'll we see get everybody to here. do yeah please come come say hey to us and buy us beers if you want us to get really fucked up for the podcast. <laughs> yeah yeah um, donated can, beers I will. Not I can just say no I can just hop on the twenty one and and get you know get home pretty quickly or quickly I, I mean in forty five minutes. <laughs> 
sober I, up enough I, on the 21. So. I can I can weave my way home fast <laughs> enough. I'm sure I'll be fine. Uh, uh, just kidding. Don't drink and drive. Please sponsor our podcast. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, when you watch in the Carolina Challenge Coastal College Championship, Championship Cup, Cup, yeah, you will a be able to watch friends. Pangop, he mm-hmm. actually is with the team. Uh, there is photographic evidence that he is now with the team, which yeah. is wonderful. Additionally, the long-awaited Cameroonian partner, the second Cameroonian, correct, his Cameroonian partner here has joined. We learned uh, what was it today or today? Yesterday? It's no, all this morning. Fucking, it's a bl- time. Is I know a it's, to me. it's yeah. so fucking crazy. Um, uh, his name is a wonderful name. Best thing I can say <laughs> about the guy is that he's a fantastic name. Bertrand Okwundi Echo. Oh, oh, did you mistype this or did I miss say it? I think it's Okwundi. I think I mistyped okay, it. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Echo and. As I said on Twitter, it's Echo. I, it's Echo with that with that, uh, that yeah. extra O on it. Yeah. So because it echoes. Yeah. Echo, echo, echo. I don't um, know. So what in the hell is your uh, take on this signing? I don't. I don't actually think I have a thought because what I saw, like the link from Transfermarkt, the. The site that we that we you know that most soccer fans use to like sort of look at research. a player and see what they've yeah. done and research. Literally, the player that was on the transfer market site has a completely different birth date than the player that Minnesota United announced. On transfer market, the guy is 27 years old. Minnesota United announced a guy who's 24 years old. Can we fault? Uh, again, I'm a silver lining dude. Can we fault Transfermarkt for this and not, and not just probably not? Okay. I don't know. Honestly, like I do not know. It's it's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. There's 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 literally nothing. This guy has literally no track record or or history of well. plays on the internet, and you know, and he's. People have been that people that I trust are like, oh yeah, he's he's like a defensive midfielder, number six type, which is like great, awesome. Club announced him as Club a defender. Club as a left back. Yep. Basically, so, so it's like, which which one is he? I maybe they just, brought home the wrong guy. I don't I don't know. And Do you remember I mean, that uh, episode of Arrested Development where um, uh, Michael Bluth is trying to be nice? And he he's gonna give uh, he's gonna give one of the like Mexican uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, housekeepers a ride home, but he picks up a woman who he just thinks is the Mexican. It's somebody else who's waiting for a ride. Oh yeah, and she takes him home. That's she speaks one, no yeah. English. Yeah, and she takes him off and, and like she sees his car is all dirty, thinks it's covered in blood, takes her out in the middle of nowhere. She doesn't know what's happening. He yeah, thinks he's doing something. I think that's what happened. I think we picked up a dude who looked Cameroonian. Yeah, took him, and he's here. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Even? So I mean. Several of the Minnesota United uh, front office have been scouting the uh, the CAF, the the African Federation. So I presume they know what they're doing. It's good, but that their scouting. track I, record is not great. I, I want to say I think it's actually good that they're doing work in Africa. I think sure, uh, yeah. Obviously, I, clearly well, we, we saw a guy in Colombia. It's, it's so definitely it's too. definitely so Africa is definitely sort of like an under uh, underutilized market in MLS. And undervalued, so, yeah, undervalued as yeah. well. So, but using an international spot on what I can only assume is depth, it has to be yeah, is not a great use of your no. Of your international spots, like you only have you only have ten. I mean, they have eleven actually because they they that weird draft day trade where RSL traded they traded international spot to Minnesota for Minnesota's pick and then they passed on the pick. So 
So we have an, I think we have 11 international spots, which is great. But it's like, why exactly are we? Why exactly are we um, spending international spots on depth yep. when we, there's like clearly like clearly like good enough ML, like MLS caliber right. talent for depth. And there's there's USL talent out there yeah. too. You know, I mean, there are places we can mine that are still at a premium. Now we got this guy on a free, and I, you know, again, it's a human body that you got on a free. So it's not exactly like we broke the bank on a on a bad signing, but they continue to evade the real question, which is we need starting caliber depth in the defense. Worst yeah. defense in history last year. Even after that first terrible month, it was not the worst in history, but we still would have shipped about 58 goals. That's not good enough. Yeah. So, um, Lord, I don't know what uh, – so uh, l let me give my take on this. This is, this is my one take, first of all, because I don't have a lot to say about the guy, too. It's hard to find footage of him. There's not a lot of information out there about him. Uh, I know he's from uh, – he, we got him on a free from Rainbow FC, which is a wonderful team name. <laughs> That's a way. great team name. Um, and and, and the, uh, there's a few MLS dudes out there who have come from Rainbow FC. Um, the the Sounders, yeah. uh, New Hutolo is one of them. But here's my take. As soon as the guy was announced, I looked at Twitter, and everyone was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck are we doing? And like, I'm just like, what, what would it feel like to be some of these new guys that we brought in, Mears and Pangop and Echo, and look on Twitter and be like, all right, what are people saying? I got a new club. All right, what's the, what's the vibe out there? And all they see is just us saying, fuck, this guy's a loser. It's a these guys have to come in with a really low morale. And I'm not saying I that we owe it to them necessarily, <sighs> But it's out there, right? They got to be well, feeling there's, that. Well, yes, there, there are definitely assholes who are who just are savaging. And I, you know, I'm I'm very like I'm hypercritical of this organization as I've been watching. I've been a, a fan of this team for a long time, and I've been following this team for a long time. And I'm hypercritical, particularly of Manny and uh, Amos, um, who I think are really good dudes, and like. Played, you know, played soccer with Amos, yeah. you know, like literally like two months ago. Like he's a good dude and, and Manny yeah. too, like good guys. But they should be selling hot dogs at they, the stadium. <laughs> they haven't hit. Manny hasn't hit on on anybody since Christian. That was the last time that Manny actually brought in a player, and that player was successful. And you think about all the, like, you think about all of the great players that. Manny brought in pre MLS days in the NASL. Like they basically bought up a, they Pino, Lance Lang, mm -hmm. like all you know, all these guys that they Jack Black, you know, Blake, all these guys they brought in. Like how many actually panned out for Minnesota? Mm -hmm. Zero. None of them. So Manny brought Christian in in was it 2014? 2014, I think. Maybe twenty thirteen. That was the last time. And that we he, we already had Miguel by that point, mm -hmm. like Christian was the last one that Manny and Co mm -hmm. actually hit on. Now we've we've had this I'll call it an argument before, and I try not to disagree, but I try to play devil's advocate and say, well, what about this? What about that? And right now you're articulating this very clearly, and you're not saying he's never done any positive thing. But I'm trying to think specifically. So like, even if you want to count, say Kevin Molino as a success. That's a Heath guy, right? You know, man, he probably didn't need to. I play wouldn't Magic. consider Molino man. a success. I mean, that's, I, you know, let's let, let's call that a gray area at least. But sure. I also don't think it was Manny's call. I mean, that was clearly a Heath. Yeah, guy no, too, absolutely. So that was, I'm finding that was it very difficult to um, yeah. disagree with you right now. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. 
This sorry. doesn't happen very I'm often. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I, right. may, I make a cognizant point, and you can't you can't find a uh, go back to go back you to you drinking. can't find a, a thread to pull. I, I really can't. Whatever. It's, uh, yeah. I, okay. I, I've never said that Manny is uh, the solution to all of our problems. Uh, I think that we no, need more no. diversity in the ways in which we scout players, obtain them, my, attempt so, to sign them. Yeah. My issue is that I just I don't I don't think that Manny is the the guy that's going to take this club anywhere. I don't think Amos is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think Amos as, is as either. And they are. I mean, as and you know, it's you know, it's the whole that fucking one of us, one of us syndrome that Minnesotans, for whatever reason, fucking just Can't absolutely love. They love like one of us until they hate you, right? So like it's the whole like Joe Mauer thing, like. People are like, oh, yeah, Joe Maurer is one of us. And then all of a sudden he has, like, one bad year because he got concussed. And people are like, fuck, Joe, Joe Maurer doesn't play baseball at all, ever. Like, <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Like, these crazy, weird Minnesota sports fans. And I am one, but I'm also, like, also like you know, I played baseball with Joe Maurer. Joe Maurer's not a, like, that dude fucking knows how to play baseball. And he's not, he's not. Like slacking off because he got a he got a head ouchie. Like he got fucking concussed <laughs> multiple times. Dude yeah. need to take some time off. Same thing with Manny. Like people are like, oh well, Manny, you know, he's he grew up here, he played here, all that. Mm-hmm. Like so they give him this like just a tremendous amount of rope. And I'm like, just let him let him hang himself with that rope because yeah. you know he's not he's not gonna be the right person for this. He's not the right person for this club going forward. Especially so. you know he's probably the right guy. For a club that has some has some um, history, some consistency, he can bring in pieces. Manny's really good about bringing in pieces, right? He's not good at like identifying talent, and mm-hmm. I mean Minnesota's never going to spend. Obviously, we're not we're not getting a DP this year. Probably, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, it's good transition. Um, we're not getting probably probably not getting a DP this year. We'll, we'll probably never have, or it'll take us several years before we get to. Having the maximum of number of DPS, right? Oh, so yeah, the max. This, yeah. So this front office needs to be able to identify talent and and nurture that talent. Mm-hmm. And I have this front office has done nothing in the last four years for me to indicate that they can either uh, either identify or nurture talent, right? So like, even if you like you just, like fucking falls into your lap, if you can't if you can't nurture it. And I don't think Adrian Heath is the guy to nurture this talent. No. So if you don't have, if it's not Adrian Heath, it's got to be somebody else in the, in the well, front office coaching staff. And I, the team has, and, and you know, the front office has done nothing to to indicate to me that they can identify talent. I mean, yeah, they got Abu Dunladi. You had the first pick in the draft, right? You had pick of the litter. Like you're gonna nine yeah, times out of ten, you're gonna fall pa- into uh, fall into a guy who's got talent. Yeah, don't pat yourself in the back so, too hard. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Like we'll see what happens with this draft. They actually, I mean. We talked about this a couple weeks, several weeks ago. The draft, I thought they had a really good draft, and I think there's some potentially some talent in like in the guys that they drafted. We'll see if that actually like manifests itself. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately, we'll, 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 and a, truly, it's unfortunate. Yeah. They're going to have to prove that they can do that in year one because they're Which going is, to have frequent time soft opening year three soft oh god <laughs> well let's transition that because we've talked yeah. about the competency of the front office we the did benedetti um, yeah benedetti Benedoni. i think i i titled this one that's good that's a good benedetti way benedetti. the hashtag yeah um so the latest status i saw in this was that it was confirmed to be 
a no-go. And then Andy Greeter threw out a tweet that suggested a few days ago that, hey, it's not officially off yet. So here's my take on it. I don't fucking know. I, I don't have any expectation or hope that this is going to happen. In my mind, I'm assuming it won't. Yeah, so it sounds, I mean, it sounds like his club Cali down in, in Columbia, uh, it sounds like they want to sell all of his rights to Minnesota and MLS um, for, it appears, some like exorbitant price. I mean, Minnesota, it sounded like they originally had a deal in place where like Minnesota would buy 60% of his, of his sell-on right, if his future sell-on rights. For like six million dollars, or four, like or no, it's like four and a half million dollars, or something like that. Um, and then there's all this like hand wringing in Minnesota about like, well, you know, if we buy them for you know six million dollars, and we only sell them for like ten million dollars, like what are, what are we what are we gonna get? Are we gonna lose we, money? Da, 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 we want da. this as an investment, yeah, which and is then, a fair approach. To yeah, take. I mean, the, so let's we, let's talk about let's talk about the kid. The kid's twenty years old. He's yeah. a he's a central attacking mid. He's a ten. Which we do not, we do not have. No. Um, he Kevin gets, Molino is not a tech. He, he gets national team. Uh, he's getting national team appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's definitely a, a good player. He's a good find. And someone that, I mean, he's not going to stay in Minnesota forever. He will be a, a. He will groom his game in Minnesota and then probably get sold on to either a Mexican club or a club in Europe, right? So it's definitely it was definitely it's the right move that Minnesota should be making, right? It's, it's the kind of player and That's encouraging. Especially as a as a DP, it's the guy it's the kind of guy that you want Minnesota, like a team like Minnesota, yeah. to be looking at and going after. Like you don't want it doesn't make any sense for Minnesota to be signing the as, as much as I would love to see like a David Villa type like it doesn't make any sense for Minnesota to be signing those types of players. Why, why would those dudes want to come to Minnesota? Exactly, if they're going to come to MLS. Exactly. Yeah. So like you, you're gonna you need to find players who are willing to come to Minnesota, mm-hmm. which is not in not an easy proposition. Even though you play like in the middle, like you play in the summer in Minnesota, you're mm-hmm. not playing here in, yeah, in people, fucking December. People make a big deal out of the cold. It's not really um, a big thing. So so the fact that they were going after this guy and that actually you know Manny went down there and like went after this guy. Is is an encouraging sign it's to me that they're that they at least are identifying the right type of talent. Now, yeah. the fact that they weren't able to seal the deal is a little concerning for me. And what are your what are your thoughts on that? Well, that is a concern. I, mean, I, I want to at least go back to the point that um, they've at least showed that they are willing to spend the money. I mean, the big question about Minnesota had always been. Do they even care enough to actually spend the money it takes to have competitive talent? I think that the fact that they're even having these talks means yes, which is a very encouraging sign because there's summer transfer windows and there's other opportunities. It's still very, 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 very disappointing the way that this offseason has played out. But we know that they are willing to put out $8 million on transfer fees. That's really cool to know. Now, it is very concerning to me that we only had one goddamn iron in the fire at a given time. I mean, that's not the way that you play this. You can't say, well, we got Tyrone Mears. We better only chase one other player with every fucking dime we've got. I think you've got a couple of dudes that you work. Uh, and, and, again, we don't know. Really, yeah. we don't know. They could have been trying 20 different dudes, and everyone's like, Minnesota sucks. We don't want it. We hate Manny. Adrian Well, sucks. yeah. Any of that stuff could be possible. I'm sure they were. Really, want only one serious lead. I'm sorry, a serious big money lead out of here. That's not enough eggs in the in that. That's not enough baskets. Yeah. Too many eggs, one basket. That's No, I, I 100% agree with you. That, I mean, that is – and because it, it, came, it became clear early on that Benedetti – 
was would only come in July, right? It, mm-hmm. He wasn't coming until probably after the World Cup. Right. So the fact that this was the only player that seemingly they've targeted, and if they have been targeting other players, like, wh- why the fuck wouldn't you leak that to, like, let your fan base know, yep. hey, by the way, we're going after these, like, this guy, this guy. We mm-hmm. went after these guys, and it just didn't work out. Um, I mean, there was, you know, the sort of, Slight rumors with Sasha Kleshin and and you know mm-hmm. the Lee Win rumors and whatever, but I, mean, I think if, that's, there, if there was I any truth part to of those, and I, I don't, don't know that there I was. doubt there was. If if there was, then that's encouraging that we're going after a Lee Win after a Sasha Kleshin and of course after Benedetti. That's sure. at least an encouraging well, sign. But I we mean, there's know. there's there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of American soccer writers that are carrying water for Adrian Heath for some fucking reason. I have no right, idea right. why, um, and just spewing out whatever the fuck he says yeah. to them to you know so but you're right i mean it, it, this this particular type of player is a, is an encouraging thing that they you know that they are actually like identifying that type of player and going after him um the fact that again as you said that he was the only player that they're going after and again like i said at the top of the show like this team is not signing a, a dp this year doesn't I, appear to be I mean, unless, uh, wait, hopefully they surprise the shit out of me, summer, and, that, yeah. and they do. But like, and didn't they tell us last year that they were going to have multiple DPS? Well, they needed to so that we would buy in twenty eighteen. I mean, so it's I mean, at some point you're, you gotta say like, all right, what the fuck? Um, I know you want to talk about so the last offer that Minnesota United. The, like official offer that we've seen mm-hmm. Minnesota United put out was $8 million for this player. I think that was mostly to buy all of his rights. All of his rights, yeah. Um, and so that, you know, there would be no sort of sign on or there, no uh, sell on, sell on deals yeah. with, with, uh, with Cali or whatever. Yep. Um, I guess the question is, you know, would that be $8 million well spent? Or is there another way to do it? Well, the question I had asked, and it, it, it doesn't have to be an either-or. You can do multiple things. But if the team said $8 is what we got, that's it. We're not spending a goddamn dime more. Um, is it better to have one $8 million number 10, or is it better to have two $4 million dudes? Or, hell, is it better to have four $2 million dudes round out this team? I, I've thought about this a lot. I know I've got my answer. Before I'll ask you your answer, I will say that Andy Lovegren, friend of the podcast, hopefully mentioned that the current strategy of the team is to sign eight million zero dollar guys yeah and uh so that appears to be their direction but <laughs> what's better to, to get this eight million dollar huge haul of a player two very very good probably still dp level dudes at four million or uh, four very well-rounded dudes at two million dollars each well i mean you really can't have four two million dollar players unless you're buying Buying some one of those players down, with, you, you would have to yes. Tam and Gam and all that fun stuff. People forget that Tam and Gam are not just for selling to other teams. Yeah. You can actually use the shit yeah. to buy down buy down contracts so that you yeah, yeah you can have. I mean, LA Galaxy and Seattle Sounders are very good at doing that. They yeah. buy down their players so that they're not yes. uh, designated players. So yeah, I mean basically anything any player over like. I think it's eight hundred thousand dollars a year is a designated so, player. So uh, you, you it's, know. it's actually four hundred seventy-nine thousand. Is it really okay? So, so it's, it's even, even that, lower even than that. Lower yeah. than that. So, so yeah. So I mean, I guess it, for me it depends on like what players you are going after of for course. that DP role, right? Sure. So, would I rather have uh, a four million dollar uh, six and a four million dollar ten than just an eight million dollar ten? Yes. 
Sure. Right. I would rather have someone, uh, an enforcer, and a uh, central attacking uh, midfielder um, at four million dollars each than but just maybe having one player who's a uh, central attacking meta who's a ten. But w- maybe you wouldn't drop um, four million on a striker, which is not truly no, I mean, an area of need. Which is for us yeah, right which now. we don't need. Like we don't need we don't need a striker. I mean, I honestly, if I was Minnesota, I would I would be at targeting so three positions that we need like actual good starting help in is we need a 10 we need a six and you know we need a a, a, a really good center back the spine yeah we need a spine. that's that's where i mean those the three players i would i would try and spend two to four million dollars at each of those at each of those roles right that that's there's not been a really great track record of of and I think this is an, like an inefficiency in MLS is like, like let's go get a fucking defender and give that defender four million dollars, okay. like a guy who, you know, will fucking you know a big tall guy who's gonna bring, box bring, out. Bring Jeff Cameron back. Well, it's <laughs> it's we joke about it. Jeff Cameron's not coming back to MLS anytime soon. But yeah, someone yeah. like Jeff yeah. Cameron. Right, like a like a Virgil Van Dyke esque player, like a big ga- a big tall guy who's gonna fucking just in, like enforce his will on the on the back line, mm-hmm. get someone that sort of that like destroyer role in a six, Your and then a ten. Type. Yeah, and then I mean we have we have strikers, we have uh, players who can who can put the goal, like put the ball in the back of the net, like mm-hmm. but we need someone who can actually set them up and, and distribute the ball yeah. out wide to the to the forwards. So. Yeah, I guess. So, I guess to your question, I would say I would spend I'd spend four million dollars on the spine of the team. I'd, I'd like to see us sign four two million dollar players. And again, I know it's it's not a binary. We don't have to choose simply to follow this rigid pattern. But um, one of the things that we said going into last season was uh, before we all were wizened to how awful we were going to be. We came into the season saying, "No, you know what? We're focusing on roundedness. We're not spending a whole bunch of money." when most expansion teams suck anyways, we're building a core and we're building from that. That was before we knew how many of our players really suck. Um, <laughs> and Atlanta. But, th- but that was the philosophy and that's what, and that's what and played really well soccer. And still did yeah. it, yeah. yeah. So, but, but that was the philosophy and, and, and we agreed on that. I still believe that that principle makes sense. Build a well-rounded um, core from top to bottom and then you add the cherries on top. We could still do that. We could build a really well-rounded um, team that is competent and then add those really strong, expensive pieces on top of that. To me, that means four or $2 million dudes, and most of them are playing behind the center line. We're talking a number six. We're talking probably f- even three defenders. Um, I think there's no spot on our back line that we couldn't use more. And, and, you know, For instance, I, I love Jerry. I think Jerry's one of our best defenders. Francisco Calvo is a very competent MLS defender. I think all of those four positions could at least use better depth than we have, if not a serious contender for a starting position at all four of those roles so i'd love to see three defenders and a six you don't think bert's going to be a, a competent defense like backup for her I, 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 we Bert, don't know that's the problem i don't know whoever is on the fucking we have left, no left idea but let me tell you something the fact that we got him on a free <laughs> and not for a two million dollar transfer means they weren't too uh, reticent to part ways with him, right? So I, I would love to see us spend that kind of well-rounded money rather than $8 million splash on, on a single player. If we would have landed Benedetti, I would have been over the moon. And we would have been better for it. We truly would have. But I still think Benedetti would only be a cherry on top of a really, really shitty Sunday. 
And I'd rather, you know what, I'll take a really good Sunday without a cherry on top any day before I take a shitty Sunday with a good cherry on top. Seems fair. That's my thought. So. Seems fair. Um, let's, let's round this out before we get on to questions. So, um, we uh, can I skip past this? I think that some of this college. Yeah, work so that we did we uh, had, we so. we played a bunch of uh, preseason games. We beat the shit out of a bunch of college teams, and then uh, we should. Orlando City beat the hell out of us, which is not. Uh, we played two sixty-minute <laughs> mini scrimmages. Yeah, we had totally different rosters on each. I don't take much into account with the score of these things. Yeah, I I like to look at individual performances. Now, of course, with these, we did not get to see individual performances. People like you and me. Um, but once the preseason formal starts, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. If we lose eight to nothing, that'll be disappointing. But that's not even the point. I want to see the positional battles. I want to see who's really truly competing for starting yeah, roles. Which, all which we will see starting on uh, Saturday. Yep. Uh, when they are in the Carolina Coastal Championship College, College uh, uh, Collegiate um, uh, Cup Casserole yeah. Casserole Cup. Uh, so yeah, so again, come to uh, come to uh, New Bohemian Uptown. Absolutely. They actually so New Bohemian Uptown um, is one of the only New Bohemias that actually has a full bar, so you can actually get booze instead of just uh, if you don't want to drink beer. Yes. New Bohemia is one of those places. People that, like you, you and know, me. Yeah, they love. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we love beer, but you know, some of these people don't love beer. And but yeah, you can get a vodka vodka soda or whatever at the vodka New soda. Bohemia. And they're who have specials and all I only that drink shit. Every so. clear and wop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> God. You know I have a I have a bottle of uh of uh Everclear. Yes, I know you do. You told you I'm, fucking texted me when you bought it. I'm bringing I'm bringing that to our uh, demolition man uh uh thing. So All right, so Everclear and Taco Bell. Everclear and Taco Bell. Like shits let's, for days. Let, we have two two more <laughs> two more items of news and then we'll get to questions. First of all, New kit, yeah, we, we have a new, new kit, kit man. We Your have a take. New, I, you know, I love it. Um, so, full disclosure, I bought it on I on Sunday. Good pick, Look yeah, good. yeah. My cat looks good in it. She's my twenty, like twenty-one year old cat. Won't die for some reason. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, no, it's it's good. It's, so it's it's if you haven't seen it yet, uh, it's uh, it's striped uh, horizontal, vertical stripes. sorry, vertical stripes. Um, yeah. Basically, like different shades of gray. Um, I saw so the first thing I the first picture I saw of it a couple weeks like a week and a half ago was the replica kit, which looked fucking terrible. Okay. And then I saw the like the leaks, uh, the footy soccer leaks or whatever of the actual authentic kit. I was like, okay, that looks a lot better. I I want to see it on somebody before I um, before I go and buy it. Cause I didn't buy the kit last year because both the kits last year were fucking yep. terrible. Neither did I. Um, and so went to the. I actually was at the Mall of America for the kit reveal. It was great. I was really fucking high. Uh, we got there. <laughs> okay. Got, I got there like we got there like 20 minutes early. Like smoked a like like a bowl in the Mall of America parking lot, and uh, the Crayola I, experience <laughs> was really fucking. No, experience we, we walked we walked straight in. Like we actually walked through Sears to get down to the rotunda, but like right to the rotunda, we're there. Uh, they did a, some bullshit stuff beforehand. Then like the team came out, and the uh, the goalkeeper, the blue goalkeeper kit, fucking blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, that's hot. I need to have that kit. But then I was like also super high, so <laughs> the, the person I was with, uh, I was like, we need to go upstairs to eat food because I'm really I'm super. Hungry and 
high as shit and I need to eat some food and then we'll come down. I don't want to deal with crowds. We'll come back down afterwards and I'll buy, I'll buy, I want to buy that goalkeeper kit and we'll, we'll get out of here. So we went upstairs, we had some margaritas uh, and some food. It was amazing. It was awesome. Came back down and walked up to uh, the stand where they were selling the jerseys. And I was like, hey, so I want that, I want the blue goalkeeper kit. And they're like, uh, we just have we just have the orange one. Like they pointed at the orange at an orange keeper. I was like, "Well, no, 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 I want I want the one that Lampson was wearing on stage. I want the blue one." They're like, "We don't we don't have that one." I was like, "Why was why in the stage? fuck was he wearing it then?" <laughs> and they're like, "I got I got kind of aggressive." Okay, so I was like, "Are you fucking serious? Like why was he like why was he wearing the blue one if you weren't selling?" The fucking blue one. Like, yeah. put the orange one on. Right. How hard is that? Apparently, I found out later, they didn't order any of the blue ones to sell because this fucking team. Anyways, long story short, I actually, I really, I really like the kit. I think it's okay. uh, <laughs> that's a good summary. Yeah, yeah. just a whole tangent there. Um, I know people really are like pining for a wing. I like the wing. I know people hate the wing. Some people love the wing. Um, I'm okay with them not having a wing. I, this is it's still a relatively generic kit, but I yeah. ultimately ended up buying one because I think like the elements that they have on that kit are, are really good mm-hmm. and are really like like the badge. I mean, it's the best badge in in North America in North America yeah. easily. Yep. Um, so so yeah, so I bought one, spent 120 bucks on oh, a kit. God. Listen. It, if I would have, I, 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 I've never bought a goalie jersey before. I was, I really wanted to buy that blue one. Yeah. The blue one was fucking perfect. They only had the goddamn like orange cone. I did not want. Alas. Anyways, so yeah. Long story short, I like the kit. Kit's good. That's good. Yeah, I yeah. liked it. So, um, How about you? Uh, yeah, I, it's. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a bit of a generic one. I can tell you that I, I like it. I like that there's a darker look to it than the one last year, which I, I did not care. Not only did I not care for the lighter shade of gray that we had for home kits last year, but anybody who has actually seen them up close knows that the front panel of it was like a different shade of gray than like the shoulders yeah. were and stuff, and they didn't like go together. It was very weird. And, and, and then and I think so. I'm glad that this one avoids that, goes with a darker look. I think yeah. that's that's it, it. It looks better in general, and I think it's better fit for our identity. And and then I think about this kit is actually it's a little bit longer. Okay. Um. Which, I mean, if you don't play soccer, you don't necessarily actually appreciate like having a little bit of a longer kit. Um, and also, it's it's gray, and very few teams play in gray. So we'll be able to play yeah. in that primary kit a lot more often, mo- like most of the matches. And so you'll be actually you'll be able to actually see the the names on the back of the kit versus the, the other gray kit that we had last year, where yeah, you couldn't yeah. see names at all. So like, I mean, well, the white kit will be like the primary away kit, but because like no like not a ton of teams around the world actually honestly you know not even considering MLS mm-hmm. play in gray we'll be able to play in that kit a lot more than so you know maybe probably I would, I would guess two thirds of our games will be in that in that you know r- regular gray cool. kit with maybe a, a third in that white kit so I'm going to uh, I'm going to get a customized one what do you need to get on the back of it what do you think offensive loons offensive loons fan yeah, yeah. I yeah I just I just bought one because I bought I was I bought two I just got my I got I, I bought another Liverpool jersey 
couple weeks ago. God damn, son. <laughs> so I bought. So I have the I have the away one. I have the white uh, white and green like okay. the patch away one. Okay. And then I was here two weeks ago watching the uh, Liverpool Tottenham match, and I was like, you know what? This is right after I saw the replica kit. I was like, I'm not spending any fucking money on on Minnesota United gear this year because right. that thing is fucking terrible looking. So I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm just gonna buy because I really like I really like the, the Liverpool crest, the 125 year crest yep. on, on the New Jersey. Um, so I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna buy. So I, and I don't have a long sleeve Liverpool jersey. I have a long sleeve so, Minnesota United jersey. So I so bought a you long got the sleeve LFC one. Yeah. And then you saw the United one. I was like, eh, I gotta get the one too. And then yeah, then I <laughs> yeah, I was also a little bit high. So that's I made so, some I made some decisions. That's okay. Decisions are good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. <laughs> Anything else on Minnesota, on the kit? I, li- I like the kit. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see uh, a new away kit this year. No, next year. It's fine. I, yeah, they do. They do basically do them like every other year. They do right, a, right. a new kit. So. Which it was. Um, I, I actually liked the away kit last year better than I liked the home kit. It is definitely Adidas generic. Yeah. But maybe it's just because I like the way our colors look together. I think it's uh, sleek as hell. So I, I didn't mind it too much, and I'm happy to do it another year. So. I would love if they would like put some black and blue on like more prominently on a kit but for for the loons but you know whatever so moving in the right direction yeah okay okay so there was a presidential election i'm glad Uh, we put this topic last yeah i'm just glad it's done we, we talked about this on our podcast last week that never got released because of things um and we made a bunch of jokes and they probably were not that funny, ultimately. Felt right at the time. <laughs> but, yeah. But so uh, Carlos Cadero was uh, elected president of the United States Soccer Federation on Saturday. He was previously vice president yep. of the federation. He was elected on the third ballot, um, defeating the presumptive choice, Kathy Carter, and then the gang of six, the the Kyle Martinos, the other, Hope Solos, also Rans. Eric Winaldas of yep. the world. Um, Your celebrity candidates. The cel- well, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what it was. Like, and then, and then you know, the Paul Ka- Caligaris and all those guys right, right. And, of the, you know. Uh, so, I don't know. This, what is this, I mean, this, for me, means that soccer in the United States is going to pretty much go status quo. Um I'm not a I'm not a sort of reactionary boy in that like I'm super pissed off about this. I think uh, Cordero, as much as having a Goldman Sachs, a former Goldman Sachs executive like run soccer, is like really disconcerting for me, it, which it is. Um, the guy came to came to soccer as an independent person. Um, he won election as the vice president, and. Uh, he has pledged. He's he, he's acknowledged that he's not a, a soccer tactics guy, and that he's he's pledged to uh, hire people to be the basically the general managers um, of the women's and the men's games. He's going to hire a women's uh, GM and a men's GM to basically vet the, the the people that they hire and that they are having in those jobs, running the actual soccer part. Right. Uh, Cordero is is basically a money guy, which you know. This, people forget uh, that, like, literally 10 years ago, USSF was almost bankrupt. Like, it wasn't – it was within our lifetimes and within our, like, our adult soccer lifetimes right. where 
USSF like had like a million dollars in the bank and yep. was like like hemorrhaging money. Now we're you know we've got to a hundred million dollar surplus. Hundred million dollar surplus. It's, he's he he's you know he Cordero positioned himself as an establishment candidate, but who is willing to make some changes? And it sounds like he's got some thoughts on how to reduce uh, costs for coaching licenses, um, improve and reduce costs for youth. You know, versus someone like Eric Winalda, who is basically like, blow it all up. Fuck it. You know, yep. uh, he was just the populist pro row. And, and then and the other thing. I, so my last sort of point on this, unless you comment on it, is that just watching people on Twitter lose their shit about Cordero. And, you know, who it is on Twitter. It's all the fucking pro rel yeah. douchebags who are just like, they didn't listen to us. No one listens to us ever. Oh, my God. A guy who came in in like last place in this soccer blogs poll of of who should be he's elected. What the hell? Nobody <laughs> fucking cares about your stupid fucking soccer takes on Twitter, bro. Sorry, I don't know them because I I just <laughs> I rack up those blocks on Twitter as fast as I can. I mean, we're a, we're a stupid fucking soccer site and podcast, and you know what? I it'd be great. If someone would listen to me about like what the U.S. men's national team and the U.S. women's national team should do, but should they actually listen to me? Probably not, because that would be a, probably a terrible That'd fucking be a bad decision. strategy. Yeah. yeah so, I, so I, yeah. What what do you tell me? What your thoughts are on, on this whole thing? It would have been it would have been catastrophic to have someone like Kyle Martino, Hope Solo, Eric Winalda. Kyle Martino the, would not have been. I don't think as catastrophic. Eric Winalda. Eric Winalda certainly would have. But I, I still one. believe a dude like Kyle Martino the best of the bunch of the quote celebrity candidates still does not have and I at least I don't have any extant reason to believe he has the business acumen to do the kind of work that USSF needs and that's what I think people forget what most people who had a lot of strong opinions about this were thinking about is the soccer because that's what they sit down and they watch soccer on the TV and they know what they think about it and they know that we need a six and we don't need a ten and that we should play a four through three. They have all those opinions. They have no idea how to run a successful organization at a high level. They have no idea how to have hundreds of people underneath you in different simultaneous projects that need to run smoothly. They don't know that you have to run event staffs and in entire event projects to put on uh, you know, tournaments that happen in the summer and stuff like that. All of those are organizational logistical things that happen under the president's purview that those folks have no idea what they would be talking about. Kyle Martino could have a great opinion about what needs to happen in the soccer on the field, but A, they need to realize that the president can't make all those things happen by themselves, and so all of your words don't amount to anything if you cannot be the person who can run an organization, who can manage money, who can manage strategically, who knows how to delegate effectively. For that, I don't mind the Cordero um, appointment because I think he has better experience in that. Now, the people who would otherwise call me a shill and stuff on the other side of the, the thing would say, but he doesn't know shit about soccer, and you have to. That That's essential. I can tell you it is much easier to be a strategic person who can run a very complex organization and hire people as soccer operations people than it is to be a soccer stud and hire people, what, to above you to run it from an organizational standpoint. And to that point, I'll say, Cordero knows shit about soccer. He wouldn't be the fucking vice president of the USSF if he didn't know shit about soccer. Right, he right. Just, he knows that he doesn't know 
what he needs to know in order to make sure that the national teams are playing at their utmost capability, that the youth system is being run as efficiently as possible. So he understands that. And, like, you know, the dude's worth millions of dollars, right? He don't, you don't just – I mean, obviously you do that on the backs of a lot of other people. But you also understand, like, where your deficiencies are, and you, and right. you hire people to make sure that those deficiencies are – met and are are taken care of and you so i agree with you i mean i, I feel like kyle martino of the people that i listen like listen to the interviews like that um ao did with with the candidates and stuff like kyle martino actually was the one who actually understood that he didn't have the business acumen mm -hmm. that he was he would rely on dan flynn um who's like the president of uss soccer or the i can't remember what his role is but he's like he's like the business guy he would rely he would he would he would you know, Clementino would be the guy who would, would have delegated sort of that business stuff to people who would have done it. Eric Winalda is a fucking is a fucking scam artist who uh, would Skype into shit. And yeah. how you know, could you, how could you hire a president <laughs> who fucking Skyped into his coaching job? <laughs> exactly, that's unacceptable. Exactly. Now Kyle Martino is a great guy. I hope the world gives him everything in the world that he deserves. But as I said, yeah. no, I believe it's better to have the organizational acumen delegating the soccer work to soccer experts yeah. than it is to be the soccer expert, have almost no direct control over the soccer on the pitch, and then, and then delegate, delegate all the organizational stuff. Yeah. No, stuff. that makes tons, so, tons uh, of sense, Again, man. I, it's not like I got a huge boner over Cordero, yeah. but in the direction that it ended up going, it makes a fair enough amount of sense to me that I'm just going to say, fine, yeah. let's see what you got. So we'll see. Well, I mean, we'll see. Like, he seems like he's prioritizing the hiring of uh, these GMs soon. So we'll see. I mean, Good. that should be a thing that's happening relatively soon. And we'll see what what uh, former player he brings in to, to do that. So. Good. Good. Uh, let's get to the, let's, We're getting on uh, about 45 minutes now. Let's get to some questions. Yeah, all right. Let's uh, in no particular order, other than the order in which I stumbled on them. At Miller Tallboy asks. Speaking uh, of our Wisconsin, our, our Wisconsin friends, is he one of them? Yeah, Miller Tallboy is one. Yeah, one I of the uh, Milwaukee loons. Yeah, you shout you're, out. You're shout the people out. person. Yeah, right? I, I know. I'm the business acumen. <laughs> you're like the on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Um, Miller Tallboy asks, uh, any plans for Tifo at the home opener this year? I guess that's a question for me. Yeah, um, as the Tifo guy. Yeah, I suppose I should answer that. Uh, so. Here's, I'll, I'll give you a, a couple of brief answers. First of all, yes. Second of all, we're not going to disclose like what it is openly or publicly. We like, even among the supporters section, for there to be a little bit of surprise and stuff that comes with that. So we're not going to talk too much about it. But the concept has been developed. The artwork has been developed. The artwork has been run by all the supporters group, Dark Clouds, T&E, Red Loons, uh, Mill City. All those guys have gotten a look at it and said, yes, you know, we're, we're on with this. The team has gotten it and has said yes. Uh, we have a sketching session, to, uh, actually two sketching sessions this week to do it, and then we have um, a whole slew of painting sessions that are being set up for um, the two weekends leading up to that match. So um, everything is in process. We're excited about that. Uh, there's going to be a call for volunteers in the next hopefully few days so people who want to get involved with painting can get involved. So, yes, it's, it's happening. And it's literally paint by numbers. It's like, exactly you, you what just, it is. It's really Come, get listen, here, get I'm pizza, not an, I'm, I'm not an arty guy. I've gone and done default painting. It's You literally just fucking show up and, and paint by numbers. That's all it is. So. But what I will say is it will be the largest TIFO that, um, that Minnesota soccer has ever done or seen. That's fucking awesome. Yep. All right. 
Cool. It is it, by the by next year it will not still hold that position, but this <laughs> this opener we're gonna get it done. So that's, that, awesome. that's my que- uh, my answer. That's awesome. Uh, Misanthrope. I'm sorry, Misanthropster. I always fucking mispronounce his name. Yeah, Misanthropster. Without choking on your own rage, what do you believe to be the philosophy and practice of the scouting quote team? Uh, want, can we can we give this one two minutes? I feel like we already talked about it. We yeah. could say a million negative things, but. I mean, I feel like the philosophy, uh, I feel like, is that they're trying to find um, good players on the cheap. Yes. And they're less concerned about, like, like add-on value or, like, sell-on value. At least the last year and change, it's, it's most about, like, they're trying to find players that will keep this team above water and relevant. And I think that's a terrible philosophy, but I think that is what their sort of philosophy is. What about you? I, I feel like, so if, if, if Casey's talking about scouting specifically, um, clearly we, we did some work in South America. I think South America is still a prudent place to look, although it's probably not still the best place to look for value. Unless you need to certainly be looking outside of Argentina and Brazil if you want value there. Yeah. Colombia may be a good example of, of where you can find that. Clearly, we've, we've been looking at Africa. Obviously, we've been looking at Northern Europe. They're clearly – so I'm trying not to just be angry. They're trying to find places where you can get players of a value that are maybe undiscovered. I don't think they're necessarily going in there thinking, let's just get shitty people that will hold us over. I think they believe they can find diamonds in the rough. And that they can find players who all of a sudden can surprise and add a ton of value, be more than competent starters. They can find a ton of Francisco Calvos all over the place. The problem is that they haven't. They probably do not have the talent to actually succeed at that plan. Uh, and the folks that they do have show that um, they, <laughs> I don't know, that it's been nothing but a track record of failing at doing that so far. So my honest answer is I believe that's the strategy. Value, and but not because they think they can just put together a shitty team and just pass it off. I think they think they can put together a good team that way, but I doubt their ability to pull it off. And the problem is that they're they're scouting like 24, 25, 26-year-olds when it's like that's like that's not that's not your value. That's not value age. and that is yeah, you're you're that's paying you're price. paying yeah, maximum price for someone who is will never get better than where they are right now. Sure, it's a and toss of the dice to bring in a bunch of 20-year-olds, but that's why you develop your own academy and really, really yeah. build that shit up. That's why so. you, you take some of those gambles and you put yourself in a position to feel comfortable losing a couple of them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, next question from Spencer Agnew, uh, obviously the winner of our Fantasy League last year. Spencer asks, has any other club in MLS done less to improve their team during the offseason? The only contender I can think of is Columbus since they traded for Jossie Zardes. <laughs> so, Boom, uh, roasted. Look, I, I'm, not like Columbus. A, I'm not like a huge Zardes fan. But he's a competent MLS player, and he's not a terrible signing. Yeah. My answer uh, is actually yes. The team that's done less is the Seattle Sounders. The, the Seattle Sounders has f- have fewer players brought in, and I can read you their names right here. Uh, Please don't. W- Fr- I'm not going to read them all, but Waylon Francis is the biggest name that they got. Everyone else you haven't fucking heard of. And so, and, and, and it only totals to about five players. Now, the yep. Seattle Sounders Minnesota United, were a, Minnesota United has actually not brought in any name players either though no no we haven't brought in a ton of a ton oh. of players we brought in Mears 
We brought in um, 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 uh, Heath, obviously. So, so I, I, I'm not okay. – look, this is a very shitty battle for who did less. <laughs> Seattle has done very, very So Columbus has, done, has not done the least. Basically, I don't think Columbus is, has done the least. Is we're answering the question that they have not done the least. I, Either Seattle or Minnesota has done the least. Seattle at least gives them a run for their money. Now, Seattle, of course, made it to MLS Cup last year. Yeah. They have less work to do. True. But they haven't done a lot. So That is also true. Okay, so let's uh, let's head back to the questions here. Yeah, um, so uh, my buddy Nick, uh, who was in Dallas last year, he's back up in Minnesota. We have a super secret text message chain. Um, he asked... Remember when he said the hiring of the Tivos guy would mean good things for United? Uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. That it was, has. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Nick, it has actually been a really good. Look at our marketing so far. Yeah, this year. the marketing is significantly better. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know that we've secured the FSN deal, mm-hmm. all those other things. Uh, uh, Chris Wright is is generally been a good, engaging guy. Yep, you know he's whether more he's transparent. I think more, than yeah, many significantly that we've more transparent. I mean, whether or not it's actually followed through or not. See, we signed two Cameroonians. Yeah, it we did happened. eventually. Eventually, it happened. I mean, it took it took a while. Yeah, compared to what he said when he at the uh, at the uh, supporter summit. But yep. you know, uh, his follow up question though to that was, I'm interested in which drugs you use, how often, and in what dosage in order to perform the mental gymnastics involved in supporting the club. Yet also disliking the management. So, what is your drug regimen to uh, support the club? Well, so, but also dis like dislike the management. Well, we, th- this has been an ongoing theme for you and I. My feeling about the management is disappointment and a feeling that we probably need new people that can do better. It's not been outright rage, and I haven't been burning dog poo on anybody's doorsteps. It's been more disappointment. So. I don't need to do the same amount of mental gymnastics. I can love my children and be disappointed in them occasionally, you know. Um, as for what drugs I've used, I've never used any kind of drug ever in my life. Okay. Unless unless you're a pedantic asshole who wants to talk, well, caffeine's a drug, alcohol's a drug. Okay, I've done those things. but uh, I, sm- I, don't, I, sm- I smoke a lot of weed. Do you? Okay. That's pretty much how I deal with... Because uh, for you, it is rage. My disconnect. It is. It is. Yeah. It's it's weird that I am You're the most ragey pothead. Ever. I am so I so much dislike ex- like everything that this team does. Um, but yeah, you can't choose who you love. But yeah, it's yeah, I know it, it, it it's it's kind of like an abusive relationship, really. Like <sighs> this team I'm in an abusive relationship with Minnesota United. I'm slamming the delete button <laughs> on my keyboard here. Uh, but no, I I you know try to i try to you know microdose like i you know smoke a smoke a smoke a fat smoke a joint grass, you know your every fat every you week or fast. so and i you know no i did no all right <laughs> uh you know just yeah what's nick's uh what's nick's absolutely. second question oh yeah uh so this is actually i think based on uh the, the tw- i think the tweet i put out earlier today which is about how we had that podcast where we actually picked players for the team, and we're or like, we oh, did the team's job, and the, yeah, and yeah. the team, the team would definitely do better than us. And then the Ron Howard we voice, wrong. they did not. I, dude, I look back at those <laughs> players, and I'm like, these were some fucking good players we yeah. uncovered. I so, so I, Nick's also his other question was, have you thought of applying to be Minnesota United FC's scouting director? It's clearly don't have someone in that role. That's a shot at. Uh, that's a shot at uh, Amos. I check. Uh, I check Monster.com every day to see <laughs> if that's open, but uh, yeah. nothing so far. 
alas. I mean, we we spent. I mean, I spent like two hours on that thing, and came up with some players that were like actually decent. I mean, the one player that was actually yeah was going to Bastikas. Uh, that was a great find. Which whatever the fact he that was he was going, going to Bastikas says you found a guy. He was that going to Bastikas, but but all the other players that like we easily could have got. You had players. You had like. Even some like some uh, MLS veterans that were viable options, yeah. and yet nothing. Well, once I found out the team was willing to spend eight fucking million dollars on Benedetti, I looked back at my list and I said, I was trying to be budget conscious because I figured that was the team's strategy. I got some two million dollar dudes on here that even if you overpaid for them, you could buy fucking three of them. Yeah. So so whatever. So part of it is like you know hashtag uh, hire the Daves. Yeah, <laughs> for <laughs> for that the, the Daves yes. that know. Yeah, the Daves that know. We yeah. we do know. We do know. Uh, uh, yeah, BKG, so, yeah. uh, uh, who's a, a one of the Dark Clouds uh, co- committee leads, uh, he asks, "What will be our tactical formation for the Snowboot Soccer Tournament on Sunday?" Studs up, motherfucker. <laughs> Studs out ankles, up, Ben. Um, Studs up. So in, in around the 1950s, uh, we it, only have five players, right? We only have we only have five. We don't have any. We and don't no have any goalkeepers subs. either, <laughs> and no subs either. So um, if you, if you want, that. by the way, if you want to play on our team, let us know. Yeah, show up. We uh, we will take players on our team. Shoot us uh, a message uh, at TDIKMN on Twitter. Like absolutely, just like slide into so, our DMs and let us know you want to play soccer. So it's a, Especially it's if you are a professional soccer player. It's it's a five person co ed team. In the 1950s, it was very in vogue to play what was called the WM, and you can imagine that top of the field, bottom of the field, kind of a three two two three. Um, we're just gonna play a W, I think. We just have one kind of playmaker in the middle, two wings and two defenders, and then we just kind of shade the ball wherever it's at. That's yeah. What do you think? We we've, we haven't talked about this at all. No, we have we not. We should do that. Yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just planning on. I mean, I'm just gonna I plan just tackling the shit out of people. Just, so yeah, I'm gonna play defense and just tackle the shit out of people. Blood on the grass yeah. or the snow, yeah. I guess. So uh, the the uh, president of the dark clouds, go for Abe. Abe Apodi asks, who is your favorite member of the U.S. snowboard team in the Olympics, and why is it Chloe Kim? So I don't watch the Olympics. I'll tell you that right now. Did you not watch Sean White just won a gold? I, I saw think. out of the corner of my eye that yeah. he must have done Sean that. Sean White also apparently uh, sexually assaulted somebody, so he's definitely not our favorite player, member of the well, U.S. snowboard team. I like the kid Red, uh, who won the gold in the snow slope thing, I think. He was 17 years the old. snow slope thing. Um, yeah. Chloe Kim is amazing. She's, you know, seven, also 17 years old. Um, oh, is she shit? Yeah, she's 17 years old. Because literally my only reaction, because I know I, I, I saw her on the, the news and the Twitters and stuff, and yeah. my only reaction to her was, A, she's a bad bitch. B, she, like, fucking tweeted in the middle of a competition, which I think is hardcore. And C, she's hot as fuck. But now yeah. you just told me that she's 17 years old. Yeah, she's 17. So, so I didn't know that. I, I, to the world, I didn't fucking know that. Of course, I didn't have to say that out loud either, but I didn't know. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. So For me, it's Mallory. I, I, it's all te- about Mallory. I technically could be... It, well, you technically also could be Chloe Kim's dad, like, but I'm like I, I'm, I could also be I'm her turning baby 36 daddy. this year. Like I like I literally could have been like I'm now realizing this. This is like a a mortality. When, was, when did I start like, masturbating yeah. and stuff? And I'm, well, I started I, like, fucking I, when I, I was like 17. I so. could have like yeah. pulled it off. I mean, it would have been weird yeah. to have pulled it off, but I think yeah. physically it could have happened. For Fair me. enough. Because I'm so, a young guy, obviously. So yeah, I mean, Chloe Kim is badass. She's a bad bitch. Um, yeah. She's, 
Bad bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I good, called her good a bitch. On, And yeah, she uh, she's very cute. I, I, you know, you can, it's fine. You can say that. She, yeah, for another year, she's adorable. That, she, that girl was not alive when I graduated high school. Dude, she wasn't alive when uh, fucking <laughs> Daft Punk's Better, Harder, Faster, Stronger came out. No. What on yeah. earth? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy world we live in, man. God damn it, crazy fucking world. She was born on like 9/11. <laughs> no, think about the age. Yeah. She, yeah. Fucking terrorist. <laughs> I, I don't know why I jumped to that conclusion. Uh, let's wrap this. Show. All right, let's tell them wrap it up. On and so hey, if you if you guys want to play on our our uh, our not ultimate frisbee, our soccer team, the Dave's I know. <laughs> Penultimate um, frisbee. Yeah, we need some fucking players. So you can, uh, like I said. As I mentioned, hit us up at TDIKMN and slide into our DMs, or you can email us at the Daves I know I'm in at gmail.com. Definitely do not message us on Facebook because we do not check that shit. Um, you can find Facebook is for the olds. Facebook is for the olds. Yeah, you can find Martin at offensive underscore loons. Uh, you can find me at Texas Zeller. Again, our, you know. Rate our shit, you know, wherever you want. You listen to this yep. dumb fucking only podcast. Rate it, only rate it five stars. Five or stars or get the fuck out. number of thumbs up or whatever yeah. If it's Google Play. I don't even know if Google Play has a... I don't even know if we're on Google Play. Yeah, we are. But are we? Oh, okay. I don't think you can do... Uh, Spotify has a... We're not on Spotify. We're not on Spotify. Fuck you, fuck you Spotify. <laughs> it's our fault for not stop fucking being, getting on there. Stop being assholes. Um, <laughs> but definitely reach out to us. Uh, we do this every week. Um, especially now that uh, now that the season's gonna be kicking back in, we'll be we'll be back soccer, to a yeah. regular weekly schedule. Love it. Um, so you know, definitely send us your questions. If you have a longer question than they, the 280 characters that Twitter now gives you, which is a fucking abomination, hit us up on the on the Gmails. Also, if you write me a letter, if you write a, a, a email to us and ask me to send a letter to somebody, I will send a letter to somebody. I've done it before. I'll do it yep. again. At the Dave's I know, MN at gmail.com. I think that's it. We did it, man. We did it. All right, next week we got Western Conference and Eastern Ooh, Conference previews yeah. both dropping. The following yeah. week we've got Loon's preview for the season. Keep off, keep listening. Also, yeah, again, reminder, we'll be at New Bohemia Uptown next Wednesday to record mm-hmm. some sh- shit. So yep. please come and say hey, and if you want to get, get on the podcast. these robot penises yeah. in front of us. All right. We have – they're – very robust robot penises, but yes. Oh, yes. Hey, <laughs> we are the Daves You Know. This has been the Daves I Know. As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. We, we do our thing, son. We can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing.